This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 904, Seven Tips to Embrace Your Success and Stop Feeling Like a Fraud, part one by Ellen Bard with goodlifezen.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, welcome back, or welcome for the first time. This is where I read to you every single day to help you live a more meaningful life, covering personal development, productivity, and minimalism mostly, from some of the best bloggers and authors you can find, with their permission, of course. Today's article is from a guest author on Good Life Zen, Ellen Bard, an occupational psychologist, consultant, speaker, and writer. You can check her out at ellenbard.com. But for now, since it's the weekend, let's get right to the post and start optimizing your life. Seven Tips to Embrace Your Success and Stop Feeling Like a Fraud, Part 1 by Ellen Bard with goodlifezen.com. Can you feel that twist in your belly, that fear in your heart, the voice in your head that tells you you're not up to the job? It shouts that you don't know what you're doing at work, that you're making it up as you go along, that you're faking it. Do you feel like an imposter most of the time, a fraud who's always on the verge of being found out? Good, because many other people are too. A rude awakening. I first learned of imposter syndrome while attending career talks with management consultancies. Some 15 years ago, male company representatives usually attended these events, but at one such event, I zeroed in on one of the female representatives, a woman a few years into her career who'd given part of the presentation and done it well. She appeared credible, knowledgeable, and was on the fast track. But during our discussion later over wine, she told me she was anxious every day that she'd be found out, that she was winging it most of the time, that she felt like an imposter. The conversation made a lasting impression. At the time, I felt the same way she did. After getting a top grade at my university, which when they gave me the results, I asked them to double check, I applied for a scholarship for a master's program and was offered one of only six that existed in the UK in my chosen subject at the time. I was floored. Why on earth would they give the scholarship to me? Hundreds of candidates were better than me, surely. Another year spent feeling like an imposter but I still thought it would pass. I still thought that once I got a job and worked for a while, like the consultant I was talking to, I'd become confident, skilled, like I belonged, like I was supposed to be there, like I knew what I was doing. The conversation with the consultant who was employed by one of the most sought after consultancies in the UK and was confident, knowledgeable, and experienced exploded this myth in my face. Bugger. No, I didn't apply for the job. Could you be suffering from imposter syndrome? Becoming a chartered occupational psychologist, think of it as understanding people in the workplace, gave me clarity about what I was experiencing, imposter syndrome. But I wasn't alone. Imposter syndrome coined as far back as the 1970s by Dr. Pauline Clance and Dr. Suzanne Imes refers to somebody who does her job effectively and efficiently, that is, she does it well, but thinks she doesn't. Instead, she thinks she's an imposter, a fraud, a charlatan who will see a giant finger come down from the sky at any moment and point her out with a flashing sign that reads, faking it. Imposter syndrome seems to affect high achievers especially, and it's more common in women than men, which is not to say men don't feel it too. It's exhausting and is underpinned by a constant and unwarranted fear of being found out that you're not as good as others think you are. Sufferers have a lack of self-confidence and find it difficult to enjoy their own achievements, believing that these must have been one-offs or accidents 
and that soon people will realize what they're really like. They have both a fear of success and a fear of failure, and may even opt for easier career challenges in order to manage this. It's common, and all kinds of people we would consider highly successful may suffer from it. Move past imposter syndrome. You can create a more realistic, healthy version of reality that will serve you better and let you embrace your success. How? Listen on. Number one, start with where you are. Is this a real issue for you? There are some lucky souls unaffected. Use the Clance Imposter Phenomenon Scale Test to see how much the imposter syndrome is or isn't interfering in your life. For some, just having a label for this secret fear will help them feel better and less alone. Number two, connect with other imposters. Now you have a name for that unpleasant feeling inside whenever anyone compliments you. And more importantly, you know that others suffer from it too. Share your fears with trusted friends or colleagues and experience the reality that you're not alone in this. Listen for others who downplay compliments or sound as if they feel like they don't belong and open up a conversation about the issue. Share your thoughts, feelings, and strategies for how you might overcome it. Number three, hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Seven Tips to Embrace Your Success and Stop Feeling Like a Fraud by Ellen Bard with goodlifezen.com. I'll finish the rest in tomorrow's episode and it's Saturday, so I'll keep this ending nice and short. But if you're not checking out the other podcasts in my little network, please do. They're very similar to this show, except I'm not the one hosting them. You can get a break from listening to me and check out the other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and all four of the other podcasts should pop right up. That's it for today. Hope you're having a great weekend. Thank you for being here and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.